punting passports at the ready, please, as we go round the world to Colombo, to the Netherlands, to Lords. It's cricket, only better. Welcome to Cricket, only better, episode 140, I'm Ed Hawkins, the IPL is finished, over kaput, so it's a proper old-fashioned cob this week, we're going all over the world in T20, ODI and test matches, over to Sam Collins. Yes indeed, Edward Hawkins, 140 reasons to be cheerful, tonight we are true local experts in Amstelveen, Netherlands, Colombo and North West London respectively as the Netherlands host West Indies in an ODI series, Sri Lanka welcome Australia in a T20 series and of course England take on New Zealand in a test match and our first tour guide is none other than betting.betfairs Paul Krishnamurti. Hello Paul, how are you today? Hi Sam, very well, very well. I noticed you mentioned Harare off the list there, that might get a little mention too later. Oh, not my fault. Not on the script. Um, Edward Hawkins, hang your head in shame. Anyway, Paul Krishnamurti, stop pointing out flaws here, there and everywhere. Um, We're going to turn instead to your travel companion with his suitcase full of Yorkshire tea. It's sportingknife.com's Richard Mann. How are you, Richard? Hello, Sam. I I, I did used to like Judith Chalmers, actually, so I'm looking forward to this show. (laughs) Dearie me, that's a... That's a reference and a half, right? All the trends, stats, possible 11s, pitch reports and best bets for all those games on Cricket Betting Hub right now. And there's a bonus segment, Edward Hawkins. Yeah, sure is. Tasneem Samarkhan returns to help us work out whether New Zealand are going to suffer from that late finish to the IPL. Excellent. Great to have Tasneem Summer back. Let's get on with the show. The IPL is over, as believe it or not, I can't quite believe it, but it is over. It's time to get your hats, gloves and warm coats on because here is the English summer and we have a cracker of a three-test series between England and New Zealand, which starts on Thursday. A full preview for the first test is coming up and some wibble on the series, but first, here's Tasneem Summer Khan on whether those Kiwis will be caught cold arriving from the IPL. With Jamie Porter's treatment of the Kiwi batsman at Chelmsford, one might wonder whether arriving fresh off a plane largely from the IPL has left the Black Caps batting somewhat undercooked for this showdown. In the last five years, three batsmen have played test matches straight off a plane from the IPL, Butler, Stokes and Williamson. In his first test after the IPL in 2018, Butler averaged 40.5 against Pakistan, significantly better than his average of 32. He then went on to score the most runs in that series. The same year, Ben Stokes also played a test straight after the IPL. He averaged 23.5, which is lesser than his batting average of 36. However, Kane Williamson has done it twice. In 2020, Kane scored his career best of 2-5-1 against the West Indies. That was on a green-seeming pitch after playing the IPL in Dubai. In 2021, he played England at Lords after the IPL, making scores of just 13-1, and a far cry from his average of 54 or his English average of 33. With these disparate performances, it's hard to establish a link between the IPL and the impact upon a batsman's performance in a subsequent test. However, what is evident is that Kane Williamson's preparation has been limited. 
Kane hasn't played any test cricket since December 2021 due to an ongoing elbow injury. He had an average IPL that was interrupted by paternity leave, and he scored a duck in his only practice game before the first test. With New Zealand's best batsman out of form, and Ross Taylor having very recently retired, New Zealand will be looking to their contingent who have been playing English domestic cricket for some batting new this series. Both Will Young for Northants and CDG for Surrey have performed well and uh, familiarised themselves with the conditions, ensuring an in-form opener to partner with Latham for the Black Caps, and a player finding form after a very long spell in time to provide the Black Caps with an all-rounder who is particularly well-suited for Lord's batting and bowling conditions. But that still leaves huge responsibilities for Latham, Conway and Mitchell. The Kiwi batting looks weaker for a long winter break for the test-only players like Latham. A format change from the IPL, such as Conway and Mitchell, an injury for Henry Nichols. So Ben Stokes will be banking on both the experience of Broad and Anderson and the insight provided by Williamson's mentor and predecessor, Brendan McCullum, to take advantage of that under preparation to make a positive start to the competitive series with a win at Lords. Great stuff. We're learning something already. Um, right now, I've got some series outright. I, right now, I've got some series outright prices for you with Betfair Sportsbook. England are ten to eleven. New Zealand seventy to ten, which feels extraordinary. And the draw is at four to one. We've got three venues: Lords, Trent Bridge, and Leeds. All result venues, you'll be pleased to know. Two to one England on the correct score is seven to two and nine to two New Zealand the same. Edward Hawkins, I believe you have spotted something. Well, there's only no there's only team news really, so there's no bolt and no nickels rather unlikely to be. So sneaky suspicion England make a good start in that first test. Bolt and nickels may come in later. New Zealand desperately need game time and they've beaten been beaten by that county representative 11 uh it's more of a warm-up for them this first test so by game two they could be much tougher to beat two one new zealand on the correct score is going to be much bigger after the first test i suspect or failing that keeping draws and the weather on side laying england on the exchange for the series ball zipping around all over the shop at these venues uh, and McCullum, the new coach, has got his work cut out to get England playing straight and finding techniques against the moving ball and he's not going to have time to do that. OK, Richard Mann, any series views and anything on the series bats or bowlers for you, please? Some excellent points made by Ed there. Very relevant, the IPL hangover in particular, but I'm very pro-New Zealand. I just think they're a class apart, to be honest. I think... ICC Test Champions, they're ranked number three in the world. England are down at six. England didn't make 300 once in the Ashes. I think, as Ed alluded to, we're going to have some spicy pitches. Batting will win this series. I think they're two very good bowling attacks for these conditions. And New Zealand look the stronger side for me. I'm looking forward to seeing Will Young. He's someone I've mentioned a few times now on the pod, but he, he played well here last year. He's done really well in county cricket this season. So Will Young, hopefully he can come to the fore for New Zealand. Okay, um, Paul Krishnamurti, finish off this general wibble so we can move on to the first test, please. Well, I'm actually very much with Ed here. Um, I mean, I'm, I remain totally unconvinced about England and this particular group of players, but I am open-minded with a new start and I am sympathetic to the Big Mac sugar rush analogy that Ed pushed last week. Uh, for all the same reasons, I'm very worried about him in his first test, though. IPL's just finished, Bolton Nichols missing, Williamson out of form, 
So I'm going to be avoiding betting them in this test, but expect to revert to the normal evangelising for New Zealand after that. Okay, thank you very much. Analysis, trends, stats and bets now for that first test. Oh, quickly, can I just throw in one line there? Yeah, one bet I like here is 5-2 Devon Conway, top New Zealand series run scorer. Superb in all formats. I think it's going to be very hard to me, and I think Kane Williamson's taking too much out of the book there. Thank you very much, Paul. Analysis, trends, stats and bets now for that first test. Right, the first test starts on Thursday from Lords live on Sky Sports. Betfair exchange prices 2.34 England, 2.98 New Zealand, 4.1 the draw. As always, here's Edward Hawkins with a lowdown for us. Yeah, I think England are going to line up like this. Crawley, Lees, Pope, Root, Brook, Stokes, Bairstow, Craig Overton, Leach, Broaden, Anderson. New Zealand, Latham, Young, Conway, Williamson, Mitchell, de Grandhomme, Jameson, Southie, Wagner, Henry and the spinner Ajaz Patel. Very unlikely Nichols, Nichols and Bolt play. Uh, Lords, two draws in the last eight. There's no toss bias in those games. First any scores for you, 364-378-258-85-107-184-123. What does that mean? Classic Lords pitch, get through the first hour, you'll do okay. If you don't get through that first hour with about three or four, you're in trouble. Uh, England well beaten by India there last summer and a draw against New Zealand. You'll probably remember Devon Conway with the double century. Okay, um, let's come to you, Richard Mann. New Zealand not at full strength. We've heard from Tasneem Samakhan on the impact of an IPL. Where is your money here? I'm firmly in the New Zealand camp. Purely because of price, really. I mean, we talk about every week, price is everything. They're nearly two to one now. There's a clear class goal for me in the batting. Uh, I don't think there's a great deal between the bowling, uh, Anderson coming back, but England don't have a lot after that. And for all, there's an IPL potential hangover for New Zealand. Matt Henry was brilliant here last time. Great record in county cricket. He's there. Wagner's played no IPL. He's there. Jameson, no IPL. He's there. Southie's got overs in his legs at the weekend. I think their attack looks good. Young Latham had time at the crease. And Conway and Williamson, I think you just have to bet that they're class acts and they, they will come good. I, I think New Zealand are just far too big here. I'll, I'll be betting them. Okay. Paul Krishnamurti, can we tempt you on that 2.98 on the Kiwis? No, for the reasons I mentioned before, um, supporting Ed's theory about doubts about New Zealand. Plus also, Laws is just one place where I'd like to keep the draw on side. The pitch gets better here. And if we don't see low scores in the first innings, then I think it will be hard to get a result. It could be hard to get a result. Plus, I think there could be a bit, of, a lot of luck involved about who's batting when it's overcast. But looking at the weather forecast, there isn't going to be much rain, if any. But there are some, some overcast spells. So I think this is more of an in-play situation rather than a pre-match bet. Uh, OK, thank you very much. Uh, what about this England team, guys? Are we expecting more collapses, Richard Mann? And then I'm coming straight to you, Paul Krishnamurti, on runs strategies, please. I, I just find it hard to believe that England won't be in early trouble again. Alex Lee's made a really good start to the county season. But is he good enough at this level? I think the West Indies suggested he might not be. I think Southie will cause him trouble, bringing the ball back into him. Crawley's had a shocking start to the season. He's about the only 
County opener who hasn't made hay this this so far this summer. And then Oli Pope up to three. I mean, he, he hasn't cemented his spot in the middle order. So how he's expected to, to make threes on, I'm not too sure. So I, I just think England are going to be 30 for three more often than not. I think it's a big error. I agree with Ed. I'd like to see Bairstow get the gloves because it means I can get Harry Brook in. Unfortunate for Ben Folks, but I think with Brook in there and Bairstow at seven, England's batting is deeper and stronger. But I just look at, Again, I just don't think England are as solid with the bat, heavily reliant on Root, heavily reliant on Stokes. Um, I think whatever top seven they pick, they're going to look inferior to New Zealand's batting lineup. Okay, uh, Paul Krishnamurti. Yeah, so on the, on the runs front, um, it really is a case of watching the overhead conditions. Extreme unders can be a good value bet at Laws. We've seen a lot of very low scores but equally the pitch is generally good. One thing I would say is that backing overs in the third and fourth innings often pays off here because the pitch does last, if not improve, as the match goes on. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, Edward Hawkins on the tops. Yeah, Richard mentioned Crawley and Pope there, didn't he? Uh, five to one, six to one, respectively with Betfair Sportsbook. Unfortunately, they're both value on your win rates. Uh, Pope five wins from 21 for example however big question marks about Crawley's form and whether Pope can hack it at three Root has nine wins from 37 seven to four looks too skinny to me Stokes four wins from 26 that's 15 percent so the four to one is no good New Zealand top bowler wins uh, Southie and Jameson is a head-to-head here uh, three to one Southie is a very very big price he wins 31 percent of the time Jameson wins 36% of the time. And uh, Sportsbook giving you a massive 14% at 7-2. Excuse me. New Zealand top batsman wins. Williamson 9 from his last 31. So the 5-2 is almost bang on. Mm, not much really doing elsewhere in the top order. Latham 8 from 40s, 100-30. Wanted 4-1 to one, really. But the big value is Jameson surely. One win from 15. He is an all-rounder. He's 66-1 to one with Betfair Sportsbook. Okay, Richard Mann, who do you fancy and should we be shorting Williamson runs here? Yeah, I think we do. The IPL probably told us that that the game's moved on past him, but actually, on closer inspection, Williamson just looked badly out of touch full stop. I mean, he he was getting out in some test match ways, actually, Shammy cleaning him up with an an inducker. I I just don't think he's playing very well at the moment and a failure in the second innings of that county match we just mentioned. So I'd be worried about Williamson. As Paul said, he's taking a good chunk of the book. I'd be taking him on. I thought, as I've mentioned, Will, Will Young, very good player, expecting big things from him. I'm a massive Devon Conway fan, but he does come here on the back of the IPL and a failure in that county game. So maybe Will Young, he's 6-1 to one with Sportsbook. He might just get a run on the rest of them. So he'd be for me. Uh, and in the top bowler market, I'm very keen on Matt Henry. Man of the match, Edge Baston, when these two sides met last year, took six wickets in that game. Brilliant series against South Africa recently, took a seventh in the first test there. Brilliant county record with Kent, sensational record actually in England. He's a real Dukes bowler, an English type seamer. He's 4 1 with Sportsbook, top New Zealand bowler. I'll be backing him, and I think the man of the match market, if you're pro New Zealand, Matt Henry at 16 to 1 is a definite bet. Okay, who do you like, Paul Krishnamurti, and who are you not so keen on? Well, Rich has just taken all my lines there. Pat, Matt Henry, Matt Henry, absolutely four to one and sixteen to one man of the match. Um, Carl Jameson at sixty six is, is absolutely massive, especially if he's batting at seven. 
Um, you know, if they are undercooked, then there's got to be some value in taking big prices, and that's huge. For England, not a massively strong opinion, but if false to, I'd go for Harry Brook. You know, he's a man in form. He's not scarred like the rest of them from all the recent disasters. And this is a great chance to make a name for himself at the start of a series under a new leader. Okay, thank you very much. Um, any other business, chaps? If I can just quickly jump back in. The Joe Root conundrum, taking him on in the series, betting very hard. He, he just he just wins. It's a futile exercise. But innings by innings, there is definitely value taking him on. We saw Wokes cop twice in the ashes at big prices. Craig Overton's 25s if he plays and bats at eight. And England at 30 or 50 for three, like we think there may be from time to time. He's probably a bit of value at 25s. If Bairstow drops down to seven, the four to one looks far too short. But if the market reacts and sees him drop down and he got towards somewhere near double figures, he might be worth ducking with Overton. But I think England are going to be in trouble early a lot. And I, I would be throwing a few quid lower down myself. Even Jack Leach at hundreds, it seems implausible, but he could bat number nine. And, and as we've seen before, he can bat good score against Ireland, I believe, at Lords as well. So that would be my little small stake strategy for England. I'm, okay. I'm quite interested in both teams to score 250 in the first innings at five to six. You know, you're taking a chance that batting conditions are good, that the overheads are good, but that has won, I believe, in the last three tests, discounting the Ireland game at Lords, and it's really not asking that much, 250 at Lords. Okay, thank you very much. Easy game, this. That's this section done. Some big prices there, but how many will make it to our best bets? Well, you better hang around to the end of the show and find out. Soccer block show this week, folks. We've got two more matches to get through. Netherlands versus West Indies in the ODI format. And next Tuesday, Australia begin a three-match T20 series in Sri Lanka. We're going to look at Netherlands versus West Indies first. They start on Tuesday, so consider this a guide for the games on Thursday and Saturday from Amstelveen. Um, Ed Hawkins. Yes, thanks. Uh, Netherlands, we think they might line up like this. Musa and O'Dowd opening the batting. Singh, the lead. Edwards, the wicketkeeper. Stahl in the middle order. Peter Selar, the captain. No idea what Peter Selar is doing there as captain. He doesn't really score any runs and he doesn't bowl either. Uh, Van Beek, Dutt, Floyd and Fred Klaassen. You remember him uh, from the 100 West Indies. Uh, revamp team. Hope, King, Bonner, Peran. New captain. Brooks, Powell, Shepard, Seals, Joseph, Joseph, rather Anderson, Phillip coming in for his second ODI, and the spinner Hussein. West Indies lost two-one versus Ireland uh, not so long ago, and they've lost seven of their last nine in the last twelve months. They're not a very good ODI team. Uh, Amstelveen, the run rate in all twenty-three games is not getting above seven, but it's a study sample. It's not good because we've got women's games in there and associate games in there, so we can't really take much. Uh, to read too much into it, so possibly one to keep powder dry until you've actually seen what this wicket is like. Okay, um, Paul Krishnamurti or Richard Mann, rather. Bear in mind the general overview here, but are you inclined to get against the West Indies? At the moment, I'd probably be keeping my powder dry. I think if we've got a slow, tacky surface and, and the numbers Ed just put up suggest that we may ha have that, then, then definitely, yeah, I think West Indies are vulnerable on that type of pitch, but I think we'd have to have a wait and see first and see exactly what sort of pitch we're going to be served up. 
Okay. Paul Krishnamurti, um, how do you trade a mismatch? All very well taking big numbers on the outsider, but very, very quickly that price is three times as big, isn't it? Well, that's if it's a mismatch. I don't think it is necessarily. Um, I, I really do not like West Indies at all. I watched that Ireland series and they were terrible and Ireland were massively overpriced in every game. Now, Netherlands have beaten Zimbabwe and Ireland. So I want to line through them. I think there's every chance of an upset. Um, the betting in the first match is they're 7.0. Now, we don't know that that will survive until the second match. But if it does, I think that's a good back-to-lay trade. I, I'd be very inclined to, for example, the bet I'd like to have is something like two units at 7.0 and then place an order to back West Indies at, I don't know, four to six, maybe even two to one on, double your money, maybe triple your money doing that. Uh, I really don't think it will be that one-sided. And again, you, even if it, it, it is relatively one-sided, you've always got to look at the side markets in these. And I'm just quite sure that Windies will be overrated. I'd be very up for taking extreme unders on West Indies runs and extreme overs on Netherlands runs. By that, I mean... Okay. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Paul. Sorry to interrupt. I thought you'd finished. Um, Edward Hawkins to the tops. Uh, the Dutch, Scott Edwards has the best average last two years. Solid middle order player. 30 or 40 could win it. With the ball, Van Beek and Klaassen is a head-to-head for most wickets. Van Beek's slight edge on strike rate. A uh, wicket every 28 balls versus Klaassen's 32. That's in the last two years. Uh, for West Indies, this is really, really easy. Hope and Joseph. Both bets on win rates for top bat and top bowler, respectively. Happy with 11-4. to 4. The pair, and also just to finish off, I'm kind of with Paul on this, uh, in particular if that uh, Saturday match is a dead rubber, dead rubber, uh, we'll be all over the Dutch. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, Richard Mann and Paul Krishnamurti, in that order, finish this one off for us, please. And I'll endorse what Ed said about Shea Hope. Terrific ODI record, averages 50, 10, 10 centuries actually in one day international cricket 11 to 4 he's just the anchor really and he's he's great for a top bat bet I think 11 to 4 is a knocking bet look out for Clayton Floyd for Holland for the Netherlands sorry left arm spinner young promising and as we've seen recently West Indies can be pretty woeful against spin so hopefully you'll have a good time of it Clayton Floyd I would uh, endorse um, I would absolutely endorse uh, 11 to 4 Shay Hope that's a good price for the for, for the bowler, I quite like Akil Hussain at three to one. I just can see I don't really rate these Windies fast bowlers, and I can see Netherlands starting well and perhaps coming unstuck against spin. And Hussain was to me he was the one danger man they really seemed to have against Ireland. Ireland struggled against him, so I'd be happy with three to one there. Yeah, if if I can just jump back in ever so quickly, real interested in in play angle. Actually, we saw it a bit in the T Twenty World Cup. A lot of these associate sides, the spinners have had success against them. Majib and Jadeja just bowled really straight. Left arm spinners bowled really straight and picked up LBWs and bowled LBW. Next method of dismissals usually around nine to two. If a same goes for that method of attack, he could be in business for LBWs and it's definitely one to watch him running I watched it in the T20 World Cup and Majib and, and Jadeja in particular they they really did threaten the pads consistently okay thank you very much guys as promised 
one more game to go, Sri Lanka versus Australia from the RPS in Colombo on Tuesday. We're expecting Australia to be in the 1.6 region on Betfair Exchange for this one. Edward Hawkins has a lowdown, despite no Sri Lanka squad to work with. That is the calibre of analysis that Ed Hawkins can offer. Well, I mean, you're of course right to say that, but I do actually have their squad now. So um, thank you for the compliment. You just make me look like an idiot. (laughs) Yeah, they're going to line up like this, we think. Nisanka, Kusal, Pereira, Raja Paxa is in there at number three. They've finally decided to pick him. Chandamal, Shanaka, Dananjaya, Hasaringa, Karen Aratni, Chamira, Thikshana, Lahiro, Australia, Finch, English, Marsh, Smith, Maxwell, Stoinis, Wade, Agar, Abbott, Stark and Hazelwood. Warner is in this T20 squad, as is Jai Richardson, Kane Richardson, but um, we think they might give Warner the day off. Sri Lanka played a lot of T20, not very well in the last 12 months. Eight wins from 25. What's the RPS doing for you? Well, in 2021's domestic tournament, eight out of 20 scores of 160 or more in the first innings. So it could be a bit of a tacky surface. No toss bias. Head-to-head, Australia won eight out of the last nine since 2019. Okay, Edward Hawkins. Not Edward Hawkins, Richard Mann. Are you laying Australia here at such skinny prices? I'm inclined not to know. I just think Australia's power and will just be too much for Sri Lanka, as it was in Australia over the winter. The one thing, as we say all the time, it's about conditions, and if it is a slow, tacky service, particularly as the series wears on, actually, and Sri Lanka's spinners can get involved then that might be the way to get at Australia. But all things equal, Australia just too big and too powerful in this format. Okay. Thank you very much, Richard. Man, Paul Krishnamurti, this looks cast iron, self-first innings runs territory. Well, yeah, depending where it starts, I agree. I think it'll be a, a tacky surface. It was last year as well in both the um, T20 series they played. Um, and Australia could start pretty high, but I wonder where Sri Lanka runs will start. It will probably start pretty low. Now, I don't think Australia are certainties here. I think that a quite if, if that is the Sri Lanka lineup, I quite like it. That's pretty deep. I think this is the best for their best format out of the three, and they did play quite well in the World Cup. So I wonder, I wonder what price if, if we can get two to one or bigger. That might interest me. Um, I think that. Regarding the runs, um, if 160 is scored in the first innings, that's a good good bet to defend. Okay, Edward Hawkins, you have some tops for us. Uh, Maxwell, we want six to one. RPL, perfect warm up for him, uh, although he was desperately disappointing that RCB team. I wonder if. Uh, Richard Mann will go in again. Uh, Stark has left arm darts, which could trouble Sri Lanka at the death. Warner averages 282 versus Sri Lanka in his last four. Maxwell and Inglis both striking in mid-140s. I'm leaning towards Inglis here uh, because he's so superior to Finch, who I think has gone at the game. Uh, and I like Raja Paxa just for on the eye. I think he's a decent player. OK, thank you very much, Richard Mann. And Paul Krishnamurti, does anything take your fancy? Excellent point from Ed about Finch. I think he's really struggling and I'd probably want another top order player really because if you remember from the World Cup in this format, Smith and Maxwell, they generally floated. Smith went in early if they lost early wickets. If they had wickets in hand, he would shunt down the order and Maxwell would go in. I'd rather just avoid all that nonsense and just back one up top. 
I've mentioned him before, but lower down, Sean Abbott, really handy batsman. I'm sure he's going to cop somewhere, sometime for some team. I keep backing him. He either doesn't play or doesn't get the opportunity, but he'll be about 40 to 1 here. If he was to bat, if he could squeeze up to number eight, Sean Abbott, top Australia bat, he's going to cop at some time. Very handy batsman. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti. Um, nothing on the Aussies. I think favourites are probably the ones to play there. Um, for Sri Lanka, I agree with it. I like Raja Pasca too. Be interested in four to one or bigger. Um, but the one to keep an eye on always for them is Das and Shanika. Often we often see eight ten to one about him. That's good value. And I would add Mahesh Thikshan of a top bowler on a slow tacky surface could be interesting. Okay, thank you very much, chaps. That does it just about for Cricket Only Better episode one hundred and forty. Now, as promised, it's the best bets time. It's best bets time. We have some scores, we have some doors, and we have Edward Hawkins. Yeah, Richard Mann, uh, minus 14.55. Paul Krishnamurti, minus 28.5. They did not enjoy the IPL, these two lads. Uh, but they're back again. Five points to spend each on this week's bet. And Richard Mann is going to go first for us. Oh, it's great to have Test Cricket back. I'm going to kick off uh, Matt Henry, one unit at 16 to 1 in the Man of the Match market. And I'll have one unit, Matt Henry, top New Zealand wicket taker in the first innings. And I'm going to go one unit, Will Young at 6 to 1, top New Zealand series batsman. Okay, I will have um, two units on Akil Hussain, 3 to 1, to be top wicket taker in the second ODI between Netherlands and the West Indies. And I will have a two units New Zealand to win the first test. Uh, I think it's 15 to 8. I'll double check that. But two units New Zealand to win the first test. Okay. And I mentioned Harare before, so I'll just throw this in. I'm having a two-unit double. Both teams to score 250 in the first innings between New Zealand and England, 5 to 6. And Afghanistan to beat Zimbabwe in the series starting on Saturday in Harare. And I'll finish off with my final unit on Sheer Hope, top West Indies batsman in the second ODI against the Netherlands. Thanks, guys. That's Cricket Only Better's best bets for episode 140. Just time to say there's a £20 free bet offer on betting.betfair. Terms and conditions do apply. Over 18s only, please. And do see gamblerware.org. We'll see you next time where we've got South Africa and India in a massive clash. <laughs>